What's up and welcome back everybody to another episode of the Joint Podcast. I am your humble and gracious host, Karee. Uh, this is episode 45. And we got a lot of stuff to get to, man. There's a lot of stuff in the world just going crazy right now. Well, not even the world. Let me not even group the world into this. America is on some bullshit right now. <laughs> so, ah, uh, Jesus, I don't even know where to start. I do. I do know where to start. I'm lying. I do know where to start. I want to start with possibly the worst fumble of a 30 for 30 I have ever seen in my life. And I'm talking about the Bubba Wallace story. Now, if you don't know who Bubba Wallace is, uh, Bubba Wallace is a African-American player, uh, African-American racer in NASCAR. Um, it's a, the only one. He's the only one that represents us. Um, and over like the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of, um, I want to say, support from NASCAR as a unit, which I have not seen coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, to NASCAR is so forward thinking. Like, NASCAR is way better at handling social issues than like NFL is or. Like, anything I've heard from hockey or anything like that. But, like, the NFL being that is such a big power and NASCAR being so low and the fact that they don't even – like, let's be honest. I don't know another black person that watches NASCAR. I, I can't name it. I just found out about Bubba Wallace this year. He's been racing for, like, two two years, two, three years prior to this. Um but I just want to say kudos to NASCAR and how they've been handling social issues. I mean, if they're trying to get a black audience, it's working. I'm I'm now into it a little bit. I guess I'm trying to still get around the monotony of just going in a left circle. But they said once a crash happens, it's pretty lit. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so Bubba Wallace, back to Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace was, uh, I guess, just in his garage is what they call it. Um, and in the garage, there was a noose hanging. Um, and I mean, good. This was a fucking, ugh, just a sick sight to see. Um, hanging in his garage, just that rope there. Um, and, you know, NASCAR responded. The racers responded by um, supporting Bubba walking with him showing hey we are all solidarity we stand with him um Bubba Wallace was crying you know what I'm saying it really touched it like it was a really good moment um for what it was and then he came 14th yeah <laughs> um and it's it's no shot at Bubba but as a sports fan like if you getting this much praise, like this, the story was the blocks were being laid. Hey, look at how much he had to overcome. Um, and he just, yeah, 14th. That doesn't, that doesn't do nothing. It's top 15. Um, you guess I think it's some prize money with that, but come on, dog. 14th. Come on. I did see on Twitter that somebody was saying maybe they hung the noose up there for motivation. And then Nat, they wasn't expecting NASCAR players to embrace him as much, so it kind of ruined it. Like, he could have been driving angry. Because isn't that the point, just to drive faster than another person and control the car? 
I, I don't understand this sport at all. I really don't. If I just have to drive faster and just make sure my car is controlled in a left, I know I'm doing this. I'm going left every single time. Where's the difficulty? I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, yeah, he just fumbled his 30 for 30 back. Because if he finished number one, oh, do you know how big of a story this shit is? That's on SportsCenter. That's that's first thing on SportsCenter. That's first thing on, they leading off with all the sports shows. Transitioning to another person who has been just, I mean, now it's not even funny anymore. Now it's just like people are really attacking her. And that, that's whack. That's, that's just whack. Because now they find this stuff and bringing stuff up. But um, if you said what you said, you got to stand on it. You know what I'm saying? That people not going to just bush down on what you're doing. Um, let me tell you what I'm talking about. So B. Simone was uh, churning again. Um, you know, B. Simone, she had a couple of rough, <laughs> a rough little, uh, little COVID break. If she was just stood in the house and kept the ass quiet, maybe. But it's, it's crazy out here right now for her. You think, like... Not even, nah, it's just, during this COVID thing, she has just been making wrong move after wrong move after wrong move, and then they dig up the past because you keep making wrong moves. Damn, I, I really feel bad for the PR person that works for Beach Remote, because it's like, what do you do at this point? So, of course, you know, she had the whole, um, first came out with, you know, what she said about black people in the marches with that which was a little ludicrous jumped out the window with that then went on to say that people who work um she could never date somebody because somebody who works a nine-to-five wouldn't be able to understand her lifestyle um which got her in more hot water because she was on her boss's radio that still crazes me when she when that happened but um then comes to find out she'd been plagiarizing which it's like you talking about all of this, and then you're plagiarizing. So to react that she, you know, did drop a statement, did the whole apology tour. Hey, I dropped the ball. Something where it's showing that you don't <laughs> show accountability. Didn't really show many accountability. She said that she put it to people, and they did their, you know, handed the buck. It is what it is. You apologize. Cool. Um, and then uh, moved forward to now. There's now an allegation that she um, used a um, slur against trans people um, on a podcast called Horrible Decisions, uh, which is one of those podcasts where they uh, they explore like the depths of sex and stuff like that, which is cool. It's like a woman podcast. Um, I've heard of them. They're super dope. Keep pushing that. But... Um, yeah, so that got brought up. It's from, like, a clip from, like, 2011, 2012, um, or 2013, maybe, whatever. But she, she's, like, it resurfaced because people are obviously digging for it. Now it's, like, they're trying to cancel her permanently, and it's just, that's corny. I don't, I don't like that corny. That, that's, we could, we could have the whole, if she made a mistake, cool, and then we can address her on it, but... To the, like the gold digging to try to get you know get out of here is, is corny to me, um, but I get it. Um, and now I guess the uh, gay community is not, um, or not the gay community. Excuse me, the LGBTQ community is not feeling. You know, just her actions and how she talked and how everything was going on and stuff like that. So, um, 
Yeah, that's currently where it stands. And I don't see a a, a bounce back for Beesimo. Like I said, she has walling out, and I hope that continues to go. But it's hard to sell a lot of things when just people don't believe um, you're doing it. So it's going to be hard for her to turn that around, but I hope she does. I hope she – I wish her nothing but the best. And hopefully we can get, get that back to normal. You know what I'm saying? Um – Speaking of normal, <laughs> how normal is it for your for your government to just waste one point four billion dollars? Anybody else government doing that shit? Speaking to the world now, because I, now I want to focus just on America. So I want to start out with it was found out earlier this week um, that in those stimulus checks that were sent out, one point four billion were actually sent to dead people, deceased. Um, have passed away and not just like recently deceased what i'm saying is like people who have already been gone for more than like three years were getting checks right and it comes to find out those checks have just been floating around and then some people have actually you know those family members or wherever that last person's residence was was actually cashing those checks so there was a lot of now having to go back and fix it and yeah, basically $1.4 billion were just let out there, which we could have used towards another, you know what I'm saying, another stimulus or, you know, used it better as far as just using our funds really well. It's like we are very, I don't understand, like, as a country, we're in debt. However, we have the ability to just throw money around. I don't understand what how that works. Somebody has to explain to me. I have to talk to like a economics person for real, for real, to really understand it. But I thought that was crazy. Like just to be able to say, "Yo, just send out as many stimulus checks because they think we're not doing anything, but we're not proofreading. We're not making sure that people are deceased. We're not making sure that everybody gets proper funding because 1.4 billion." Uh, to every American, it could have been, instead of that being 1200 it could have been 1500 It could have been, you know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been wiggle rooms and trying to figure it out instead of just trying to put a blanket on something. Actually sitting there and figuring it out, which we expect our government to do. But as we can see, that rarely happens. <laughs> that rarely happens in this administration. Um, oh, that rally was ass. <laughs> that rally was bullshit, and you know it. Um... That was that was bad. Did y'all see Trump coming off the plane though? Like he looked like he just worked three hours. Like he just worked three shifts back to back. Nigga had to tie off. He was he was tied. That boy was tied. And Nancy Pelosi ain't getting off this nigga neck, which is fucking hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. That old white woman don't give a fuck about this man, and it shows every single time. Ugh, so funny, so funny. All right. In other news, the. United States are now the hotbed of COVID. Yeah, lit. <laughs> lit. Very, very, very lit. Um, it's stupid, man. It's so stupid. It's stupid. It is stupid. We were the last ones to actually start getting it. And, or we were among the last ones to start getting it. And now we have overtaken as number one as far as the hotbed, as far as no other country is fucking with us right now. We can't, you can't travel internationally. 
They're not allowing it. And if you are, you're going to have to be quarantined for 14 days to wherever you're going. Don't nobody, don't nobody play in trips like that. Don't nobody plan trips for 14 days. I was trying to do a weekend, nigga. Not 14 days. Because, because, why? Why? Because we we can't fucking listen and just stay our ass still and sit in the house. I don't feel bad. I don't. If now, like, before, when it first came out, yes. People who were getting COVID and... You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, having to deal with that, you know, the people in New York and all that, yes, feel super bad for them because you, you, we didn't see that coming. Nobody saw it coming. But they gave us uh, some sort of remedy, some sort of solution to trying to get it fixed. And people are just disregarding that shit, like just not listening. So then when you pop up with COVID, I am not, I'm, oh, oh, I don't give a fuck. Hey, look at me. Don't give a fuck no more. If you got COVID, it's because your ass don't listen. Sit down. We need full lockdown. We need to be stuck. We need to be sitting there being told, hey, sit your ass still. If people like if they were in China, do that shit. We need to be on some stricter shit. I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying, like, People bombarding in your house and shit telling you what to do. But if you go outside and you don't have certain requirements, such as a mask, you know, you're not wearing gloves and you're not doing like just certain procedures to keep us fucking safe and stop spreading this stupid ass disease that everybody seems to be almost over and we're still dealing with it. Like, do you know how annoying it is to be the last one sick? That is fucking infuriating. Like. We sitting, we are sitting here like, oh, we want to do this. We want to go outside. We can't sit inside. Oh, we don't like it. How do we make it better? Sit your ass still. Being rebellion is not going, is not going to fix this. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, and I hate, and I hate, I hate this though, because it seems like once everything started happening with the George Floyd thing, it was like we totally moved COVID to the side and was like, this is what we focus on, and we should be focused on racism in this country, and this should be absolutely a number one priority. But if there's nobody here <laughs> to continue to fight for it, then what is the point? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, what are we fighting for? We need to get better as a country. We are sick. There is a fucking airborne disease that's being spread constantly. My thoughts on a lot of things have changed. Like, I don't think the NBA should restart. There's no point. We're already almost at a new season. It's July. So, it's damn near July. There's no reason for the NBA to come back. The only reason it's coming back is to make money for the NBA. That's it. Who cares? Those are billionaires. They have money to lose. Trust me. Fuck, fuck that. Because all this is going to be is whoever wins it is just going to constantly get... Oh, but it was the Corona win. Like, you're not going to never get your just due for winning it. So who cares? Okay, you put in a season of work and we had to stop it. It just is what it is. We stop it. Go rest your bodies. Everybody come back stronger and be able to, you know, bounce back from it. No, there's, there's no point. There's no point at this. Like, at this point, I'd rather everybody... Be safe in, in, instead of doing that. Because even some NBA players now... Is already catching it. Like, 
and they hadn't even started yet. It's like it's just going into training camp now, so it's not even here yet. And now you're asking NBA players who are filthy animals when it comes to being like, unless you have a family and stuff like that, unless you have, you know, you have a whole situation where you're like a top player, like a LeBron James doesn't really, he's cool with this. Why? Because he doesn't have a, he doesn't have that urge that fucking what the third dude off the bench might have to fly these hoes in and out. They talking about basketball players can't leave a certain area or can't bring in people. What? There's nobody who's gonna follow that rule for like the next three months. There's no there's no point. There's no point. You might as well just everything's getting held up. Why? Just end the season, end the season, start fresh, and do it that way. There's there's no there's no reason to be to do this. There's no reason to do this. That's stupid. And then all the people who are against, like, okay, so this week in North Carolina, Roy Cooper decided, um, hey, our shit is growing too fast. Our our rising cases are going too fast, so we're not going to go to phase three yet. We're going to stay in phase two. This time I'm implementing everywhere you go, you have to wear a mask. So people are upset about Roy Cooper trying to save lives. It's like the craziest shit in the world right now. Like we're living in the twilight zone. That people actually feel this way. Somebody who's coming out who's saying, hey, we're just going to wear masks now everywhere. So if you go to a grocery store, you have to have a mask. Go to a, you go to a liquor store. You go to just any spot, any place where you think of going, you need to have a mask. Simple as that. And people are against it. People are, are fighting for it. There's TED Talks about fucking masks. These white people in their fucking privilege is annoying as fuck and it's constantly showing these people are talking about wearing a mask as if if it's a muzzle huh it's holding you back you wearing a mask and not spreading a fucking airborne virus is a problem Is that what I'm, this is, these are what white people are fighting for. And I'm saying white people because that's the only people I've seen who are so adamant about not wearing a mask. People may not like it. Don't get me wrong. There's not, everybody doesn't like it. But the the people who are adamant about, hey, I don't want to wear my mask. I don't want to wear a mask are white people. I saw a guy fight into Walmart. The guy's telling him, no, I can't let you in because you don't have a mask on. What? What's the confusion about that? He fought the guy, swung punches to get into Walmart. Like, what type of privilege is this? Like, this is nuts. White lady is upset because everybody's telling her, hey, you need a fucking mask. And that's what we need to do. Fuck, fuck the police. Let's police our own. Get the fuck out of here. You're not wearing a mask. Get out. And she left. She threw her little fucking Karen fit and left. And that's that's what I want. Hey, get out of here. You're gonna you're risking you're risking people getting sick for what? So you can get your fucking veggie chips, bitch? Get out! Fuck. Oh god. Privilege is really showing, yeah. 
and it's and it's sickening, and it's nasty. It's sickening and it's nasty to sit here and be like, "Well, I shouldn't have to wear my mask because I have a breathing condition." Well, bitch, this air virus is enhancing the condition you have. It's that's what it is. It's fucking up. If you have something pre-existing, it takes it to another level. It takes it to like times a hundred. So why would you not fucking listen? Stupid. Like, what? This whole thing is out here, and we got rules in place to try to stop it. We have ways of trying to prevent at least the spread of it. And the only people who are fighting against it, throwing TED Talks, are the most privileged people in this fucking country. That tells you a lot. That tells you a lot. That tells you a fuck ton. And if you don't get it, it's because you choose not to. Not because not because it's not per, it's not shown and it isn't written out for you. You choose not to realize the privilege that you have. And it's so sad. So sad. You feel bad for these people. I do. Like, not to a point where I pity them, but it's just, it's so, I'm ashamed. Like, this is how you think. Oh, God, I wish you have you don't have any children. Ugh. Ugh. Speaking of children, who, who was that lady who, um, there was a lady I saw who was really repping it. She was, like, in a green top. And if y'all seen Twitter, y'all seen the video. But she had, like, in a green top, and she was she was proudly repping her Confederate flag. And she was like, I don't want, I'm going to tell my grandkids to hate every one of you. And here she come now. She on an apology tour. Bitch, get out. Get the fuck out. Ain't nobody rocking with this shit no more. We are not with the shit. Not with it. You ain't going to be able to talk to people crazy like you think you are. You're going to have to say that shit in public or around your people. Because all my people I've seen has been whipping ass. And I stand with y'all. And if you want to witness, she hit you first. On every single occasion. I don't even give a damn. It's hate speech. It's a fucking... She hit you first. It's self-defense. I will roll with anything. I will show up and I will testify on your behalf. She hit you first and she called you the N-word. That's why you decided to whip her ass. Whip her... Whip her ass. That's what it... That's all that needs to happen. Ass whoopings. Once you get your ass whooped, it's hard for you to understand. <laughs> I don't I don't know how you make the same mistake after you get your ass whooped. I've been in a couple of fights. I ain't won all my fights. Not, I ain't, my record ain't the best. But after that ass whooping, I, I come down a little bit. What I was doing to get the ass whooping, you then re... Okay, maybe I shouldn't have done that. That's all we got. We just got to start whipping ass. Once ass is whipped, then they understand. Then it starts to, oh, okay, this is what they're upset about. <laughs> Maybe that's what it takes. Maybe that's what it takes. And I'm here for all of it. I'm here for conversation. And I'm here for confrontation. I'm here for both. Put a smile on my face. Yes, indeedy. Um, let's see. All right. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and move on to the axe, the joint. If y'all been rocking with us for a long time, you know the sound effects when we be back this week. But 
let's go ahead and move on to the extra joint where you send in questions to us. We go ahead and answer them for you. And I have a couple here. All right. I have a question here from a woman. She states, <clears throat> this kind of ties into what we were talking about last week as well. So she says, I have a good man. I've been with him for about four years, so I don't want to lose him. But we did have a, re- a big fight, and we did break up for a couple of weeks. Okay. Comes to find out when we decided to get back together that he did get another woman pregnant. Yeah, that pause baby, be, be that break baby is something serious. I'm going to get these rocks off. And sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. Seeing him pamper another woman while she's pregnant makes me sick. What do I do? Okay, so you can forgive the cheating. It's the kid part. Where's the thing? Kid is going to be around for about like 18 years. God forbid anything, you know, unforeseen happens. But, um... Shit. Yeah, you're gonna You're gonna have to uh oof. fuck, I don't know. Here's the thing, right? So you're cool, you, you can respect like you can move past the cheating. The thing is this guy's a good guy, obviously, so he's gonna be able to take care he's gonna wanna take care of his responsibilities and he's gonna have to be loving to this woman until she has his child because you know that's how it goes um the only thing is if you can't if it makes you sick to see him comforting her it's gonna make you sicker when she had to comfort hub demands and this kid um and you may be able to get out of it maybe you could you know both understand the kid but that is a tough situation that's the thing where y'all just gonna have to talk about it and he's gonna have to try to make you feel secure about where your place stands but that's a tough one that's a tough conversation that you you are going to have to have with him because that is going to be that's that that could damage a lot of shit so you just want to be clear and where you stand and how it's going to be but you got to understand this this is this is outside of this is going to happen this is it's fucked up. <laughs> it's going to happen, though. He's going to have to love her and the child. And he sounds like a good guy, so he, he's going to do the right thing. And in doing the right thing, unfortunately, your feelings may be ending up hurt here. But um, just try to stick with it. Try to see what your place is and try to try to make your own niche, on make your own spot possible. You can see. I don't, I don't know about that one. I, I, how I answer these questions, right? Is I try to think if if I was in that situation reverse, how would that work for me? And I would be cool with it. I would be okay, but it, the other guy would have to be cool as well. So if the the other girl ain't cool, then might be a little you know damaging for both of y'all. But I don't know. That is that's crazy. I have another one. So it goes. My boyfriend decided to start tattooing. To make a little money. He's a self-taught and his designs are pretty terrible. <laughs> ah, I like the honesty. I can't be even mad at the honesty. For example, one of his clients tried to fight him after getting the tattoo. <laughs> oh, shit. 
that's this is see this is what kind of scares me when get tattoos but i digress um i tried to tell him um wait no i've discouraged him from tattooing but he may leave me because i don't support him any advice you gotta support him um you gotta support him and especially in an industry like that where it's it's a self-taught thing. So he's he's trying to get better, but the only way to get better is with practice. And you're literally putting shit things on to people for life. Do you understand what I'm saying? But um, from every person who has a tattoo that I talk to, they all have a shitty tattoo. So it's all, it all, you know what I'm saying? They understand it does start with, you know, it is a practice thing. But in this situation, yeah, he's self-taught. He's learning. So you don't want to discourage him from learning. You feel me? Because it's not like uh like if he was a rapper, t- hey, th- this may not be it for you. And that's how I'm honest. My brother raps. Um, my other brother makes beats too, which is crazy. But my uh, my brother raps, and I'm 100% honest with him, even from when he was starting up to to now. Like, I don't like this. I don't like it. Somebody may like it, but that's gonna come with the business because. Not everybody's going to like your music. Some people are. Some people aren't. Some people going to be on the fence. You feel me? So you have – that's something where criticism and, and discouragement may work because I may not like it, but 50 other people may fucking love it. So fuck my opinion. I just don't rock with it. In this situation, he's getting better. You got to give him a chance to get better. So if you just constantly shitting on him. <laughs> It ain't going, nah, I'm not going to rock with you no more because now I feel like you're not supporting me. And that's kind of what he feels like. So you need to support him in this situation and just keep it keep it going. He'll be all right. He'll get better. It just it takes practice. It takes time. That's all. I mean, yeah, that's about it. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> all right, last one is also from a woman. I love women writing into the show. Keep doing that. Make sure you DM us at the joint pod, T-H-E-J-O-I-N-T-P-O-D. Yes. So she says, I hesitated introducing my boyfriend to my family because they tease me. They call me their little pork and bean because I'm fat. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's fucking nuts. That's Come on, man. Now my boyfriend is telling me to cut them out my life for good. Niggas do that a lot. <laughs> Yo, fuck them. It's just us against the world. <laughs> yo, yo, us against the world. Head ass out of here, man. It'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. Um. Okay, now my boyfriend's telling me to cut them out of my life for good. I love him and them. Any advice? Niggas always trying to separate to fully control. Watch out for that, though. He might be controlling his fuck, right? Because niggas love to, A... Fuck them, we don't need them, we don't need nobody It's me and you against the world And we gonna tackle it and do all these things and whatever Eh, eh You can still love your family Your family is always gonna tease you Your family is the is there to protect you for the world so Or prepare you for the world, excuse me I, I get called things in my Listen, I, a household with me Back when, like, my grandmother was, like, in her coherent mind And could actually, like, fully go Oh, you got to have thick skin in my family. Let me just say that. If you ain't got thick skin, it's going to be real tough for you. I right? It's going to be tough for you. But in this in this situation, if they calling you that you you they little pork and bean, you know what I'm saying? That's fine. 
Your boyfriend should also call you Pork and B. Love that. Love what you are. You know what I'm saying? Embrace it. If that's what you're going to be, embrace it. If you want to change it, change it. And then let them call you something else. You know what I'm saying? Show them. If that's if if that is what's bothering you, if that's what's really um disconnecting you from your family fully, you know what I mean? But if it's if it's just they they tease you, but you got a man, like your family, <laughs> your auntie may not have nobody, but she calling you little pork and bean, but she's single. Who, who gives a fuck? You got your man's, you good. As long as he care about you and you feel loved from your family in certain aspects, maybe not in the teasing part. But in certain aspects, and you good. You love them, and you can love him. You can love both of them. Don't that fucking you and me against the world bullshit is stupid. Why would I do that? Why would I take away resources that I could use? That's dumb. In any in any instance in any part of the world, why would I take away resources? Even if I can't depend on none of them, you feel me? Why would I still take it away? It's my family. I love them. It's what you have. It is what it is. Ah. But, um, yeah, we done. Another episode of the joint podcast has come to an end. Um, yeah. So I just want to say, man, I appreciate y'all still rocking with me, still holding it down. We constantly getting better. Um, you see, we brought back some sound effects this week. May do some new things next week, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm seeing how I feel regarding this. If I see it, I'm gonna do it. If I don't like it, I'm. A, I don't want to do it. But if I like it, I do it. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm at right now. 100% freedom. Can't nobody tell me shit. <laughs> you feel me? So, uh, I love y'all. I'll see y'all next week. And peace.